Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I've been to a galaxy far, far away. Pete's been in LA and Chris has been crying in the cinema. This is VGC, a video game podcast with me, Jordan Midler, Chris Scullion and Pete Donaldson. How are we doing, folks? Pete, welcome back. Thank you. Um, was I on the first show? I can't blooming remember now. You were? I think I was, yeah. And I hadn't had any sleep because I'd been vomiting all night. And this time round, mm-hmm. I haven't had any sleep because I have been jet lagged too. I'm going to say buggery. I'm going to say buggery, yeah. John. It's, I, I, I don't too. feel good. How, have you kind of recovered? Because obviously we met up in Los Angeles, didn't we? We've never... We did, had a wee drink on the Sunset Boulevard. We did have a wee drink on the Sunset Boulevard. We were... I was half cut already. Uh, and I think you were too. Um, we yeah. were We were both um, in Los Angeles at the same time for different reasons. I was there for WrestleMania and uh, Jordan was obviously um, having a look at you know, little secret bits and bobs that I'm, I'm not sure whether they can talk about or not. But either way, um, it was nice to sort of finally hang out because I've I've, I've, I've not met Chris. I, I'd not met you, Jordan, uh, because you mm. live north of the border uh, and I'm uh, very much south of the border. And um, it was nice to sort of meet up a million miles away from home. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Um, I've, I've mostly recovered now. Mm. I fell asleep about like 1am last night and woke up like half an hour ago but the past couple of days it's been absolutely brutal like the Mm. the transition from um from coming back from west coast time just the worst thing in the world because i had i hadn't nailed it when i was out there i just spent uh, most of my time having a cry because i was jet lagged out there and then i I come home and it's miserable i know it's boring to talk about jet lag but i I spent a lot of time watching a lot of like japanese performers and stuff playing you know joshy Joshy pro and stuff and and and, and a couple of other uh, uh lads and lasses doing their thing and it was just I don't know how they managed to perform for 10 minutes running around a ring when they're that jet lagged. I just don't know how they do it. They're incredible. No, it's the the, the old wrestler lifestyle. Like I do think about wrestlers when I'm on planes and stuff like mm. that. And I'm like, why am I? I've been on like 30 flights this year whereas some like journeyman indie wrestler has been on like 150. <laughs> why am I complaining? <laughs> and, and But this week is a double stuffed episode because not only have i been in the u.s seeing star wars jedi survivor which i can now talk about chris and i have seen the mario movie and chris has just about stopped crying with happiness um (laughs) and we have some uh, stories of pete's adventures in la which i'm not even sure if he's willing to tell us but i'm going to put him on the spot on camera and that's the best (laughs) way to get the truth out of people but until then the headlines headline number one e3 is dead long live e3 now, as you may have noticed last week, I was viciously usurped in the host's chair by one Chris Scullion. And it was hilarious listening to last week's episode after E3 had been cancelled because these are all like, <laughs> well, this, it seems like this, this is going to happen. Um, it seems like E3 is going to go. But finally, E3 2023 has been cancelled. The ESA and the show organizers, Read Pop, of which VGC is a advertising partner, just for full disclosure, said, quote, this was a difficult decision because of the effort we and our partners had put towards making this event happen. But we had to do what's right for the industry and what's right for E3. Chris, we expected this to happen. What was your reaction when the guillotine finally came down? <sighs> to be honest, I think the reaction was just, oh, there it is. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like you say, like we spoke about it at length last week um, in what many people are calling the best of the podcast episodes so far. I'm not, mm, not sure I why. have heard that. Um, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was like... We, we we knew it was coming. We, we, we there, there was no way after Ubisoft left and then Sega left and then Tencent left, it was they were really going to struggle to get people to stick around. Anyone who was left who had signed on to go, no, no, we'll we'll, we'll stick around as everyone else is <laughs> dropping out. So at that point, it was it was basically an it was a case of when, not if. Yeah, Pete, it's. It's very much like when you're on a group WhatsApp, isn't it? And um, it's somebody's birthday, and 
everyone's dropping out and and I like to do it on private channels so that I don't feel yeah. like I you know start a torrent because I'm so damn popular uh, but it is kind of one of those <laughs> things it's quite political isn't it and I, and I very much like the fact John that you had to sort of say that y- you guys uh, at uh, VGC work with uh, with Repop I love how circumspect video game companies and video game journalists have to be um, yeah. for obvious reasons but in nowhere else in public life does anybody have to be this circumspect and watching you guys can talk yourselves into these ships it amuses me it makes me sad but fundamentally just don't worry about it the, the, the people don't deserve the truth they don't deserve the truth because they get served the truth nowhere else in their lives but I, I am sad for E3 I did attend um, once uh, back in the deep and distance past um, I think I spoke about um, drinking a really very expensive uh, white Russian in the Hotel Figueroa that was about $50 and it contained uh, those UHT packets instead of um, proper milk but look like all the good guys I follow on Twitter, all the good guys I follow in the industry were like, this sucks. This isn't a good thing. This yeah. isn't about yeah. um, the industry being naive about how video games are represented. It's like cancelling can. Like, would, would there not be an argument to just have something, you know, industry only? Because when you put like a public side of it on, on everything, it's just 10 times more expensive, 10 times more public liability insurance, 10 times more everything that go, goes on top of it. You know, everyone thought that John Travolta's career was dead and it was, but we had full with fun with pulp fiction didn't we so let's have a pulp fiction version of e3 and let's just bring it back for like just a day where everyone just turns up and gets drunk in uh, weho well that's the thing with gamescom in germany they do like an industry only event mm. and as andy was saying last week at um jeff keely's jeff fest they had like a almost like an ikea furniture convention that had a couple of games around it which actually looks very nice and very kind of helpful for us to do the job part because Mm. we want to just go and play the games and potentially talk to the people that make the games Mm. not walk around this gladiatorial arena of other like people who want to put like fans and stuff like Mm. that so yeah i think the question is does the esa try again next year and i think the only way they do that is if they get one of the big three publishers to say yes we will do this because doing it without one of them Mm just seems weak and sony won't do it so they're probably just going to go up to nintendo and be like you have a new console coming out next year please god can we have something to do it's it's like um obviously coming back from wrestlemania it's like just cody rhodes i mean he might do this in the end the way he's been treated um it like sort of deciding to sort of only do a show where he just wrestles you know what i mean it's like i like (laughs) cody rhodes i like nintendo i like like i but i also like a a weekend or a week where everything sort of comes out it's exciting it's interesting and actually like you know boots on the floor the the, the kind of um uh, people coming in and playing video games is that a good experience for people and it's very limited there's only a certain amount of people who can be served by that yeah i don't know the the pax shows in the u.s Mm. are really popular and it seems like more of a community thing like you go and meet up with your pals in the general area who are into games and i suppose like for those who i say for those who haven't been as if i've not only been for four days and four of and they were all very tightly scheduled but (laughs) la is a very unwalkable city so the idea of coming in there just to like meet up for a community thing seems a bit wild Mm. but um chris do you ever go to like conventions or anything like that where you don't have something to do at them only really i used to do the mcm expo in london back in the yeah. day when i lived in london and it was okay I've, like, a few times but i've generally this is going to make me sound really like an absolute prick but i, I generally just don't like people like because yeah. i mean I, I i'll i'll happily talk to people and I, I i love chatting away to people but just when in general crowds of lots of people and occasionally you're going to get one or two arseholes who just ruin ruin your day it's it's, it's mm. the equivalent of uh, when you put an article up and there's a hundred comments under it and 99 of them are positive <laughs> and one of them is a prick saying that was shit um, that's the that, exactly. That's the one. That, that's the one that sticks with. So when I go to these big giant um, things where, where there's thousands and thousands of people, all it takes is one person to bump into me or to be a real a big loudmouth, and then suddenly my day's ruined. And I've mm. I've been like doing this for seventeen years, and I've always said I've always wanted to go to E three. I never managed to get to go to E three because I was always the one um, at the home front, kind of writing all the news mm. up at, at the time. And but now nowadays, I'm really not fast because the way games coverage has changed um 
even with the media is now like influencers now count uh, along with it I, I, it sounds like a living hell like going to an E3 mm-hmm. and having a million people with their own cameras jumping in front of you going oh here I am in E3 and it would just be a, a, an absolute zoo so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see it potentially going but I don't think I would have been in a rush to go, to, to be honest. Yeah, that that's the thing. Like, to take it behind the curtain a wee bit for what we do when we're covering these conferences, it would totally be a nightmare for a majority of us to be over there because we sit in a call much like this yeah. and just watch the, the streams together and mm. kind of divvy up the news and make fun of the streams <laughs> and say things we couldn't say publicly. Um, and that's, like, great. That's great fun and it's effective for what we do. If that was, like say you and tom were doing news and me and andy had no service running about la yeah. trying to coordinate what's going on <laughs> like it'd be it'd be very difficult with the size of our team nintendo used to do it perfectly actually in, in every year at e3 nintendo would do their show at e3 and obviously do their show flow and all that but then like two weeks later in london they would have their own event just for press in london um mm. and then all the press could go and it'd be a much smaller area with like maybe 30 tvs laid out and you could just go and play the games you wanted to play at your own pace with nobody around mm. you um and that was that was a perfect combination because you could properly get stuck into each game and write the coverage you wanted to write without having to jostle with, with people and and uh, that so, so to me that was the perfect kind of storm but nobody else really does that can, can we get yeah. Chris a, a Zorb? He just sort of rolls over the yes. top of the crowds, kind of like to where he needs to be, and then Sold. kind of rolls back to where he needs to be. But I think I, I, the first time I went to, I can't remember the story on the first show, I've only been on one show, uh, um, the Gamescom that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a radio DJ at the time, and I was invited by a PR, a games PR, to, I think it was Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Now, um, uh, so, so, so they flew me out with a load of kind of very loosely termed journalists from like the Daily Star, the 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 the, 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 the um, tabloid, the mainstream, the mainstream. Yeah. So, so I got a quite a nice taste of like how much money is spent on broader organs, core gaming, and then the public as well. So, like, I was there in quite a nice hotel, uh, paid for by the PR for um, the, the Marriott Sonic Olympic Games. Um, and I was joined by one uh, tabloid journalist who um, basically just sat in his jacuzzi for three days uh, drinking <laughs> drinking beer, right? He didn't visit the floor once. He didn't visit Gamescom once. I was a massive gamer, but yeah. I knew I was there not necessarily because I like games. I was there because I was a, radio, a music radio DJ on XFM. Mm. And so, like, this guy sat in his uh, sat in his jacuzzi for three days and wrote a piece about Gamescom and what was happening in Gamescom from the keynote speeches that had taken place and been put online. And he went to file his copy, sent it to the PR to you know make sure that Marion Sonic Olympic Games was mentioned in the right way, uh, as as these things usually go. And uh, the PR in question said um, that's last year's uh, Gamescom. He'd covered all the games that had been released last year because he was just, you know, he was on, on uh, in his mind, bigger Jesus. and better things. He was a, he was a, he was a video game journalist, so-called, uh, for, for a tabloid newspaper that I won't go into. But he'd written, uh, like, the games that came out last year or had certainly been featured at Gamescom last year. So uh, it's it's I was astonished at, at yeah. how he was, um, you know, he that amount of money had been spent on, uh, you know, a jacuzzi, uh, hotel room <laughs> this man who just is, didn't give a flying fuck about video games so that, that always tremendous. that always rubbed me up the wrong way see when i was at the bbc um the amount of offers i would get similar to that yeah. because of bbc yeah. like rules and laws i had to be like oh, it's, yeah it's, it, but it's like but it's like it's like uh, if i was still on radio absolute i could have gone to wrestlemania on someone's coin yeah. If you do a wrestling podcast and you email the PR for WWE, they go, "Oh yeah, I'm oh, sorry, listeners. Uh, well, I was very busy. We got you know we got an influencer with two K followers on Instagram that has to has to come mm. instead. So it's it's all a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, it certainly is. Um, speaking of what might be a lot of shit, PlayStation will <laughs> reportedly hold a showcase ahead of the Summer Games Fest. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment will reportedly hold a PlayStation showcase ahead of this year's summer video game events. That's according to Giant Bomb journalist and our friend Jeff Grubb, who has regularly reported on a planned summer games event ahead of the announcement. According to Grubb, a PlayStation showcase will be held before uh, June 8th, which is Xbox... uh, Yeah, sometime before June 8th, Mm. which is the start of kind of the Summer Game Fest week. 
Xbox and Bethesda are going June 11th and Ubisoft Forward are June 12th. Now, I asked the VGC Maniacs on Twitter what they would like to see report uh, at this event. And so, first of all, this event, we don't know if it's happening, but the amount of texts I've had being like, oh, oh, I've I've heard this, I've heard that. <laughs> you don't know if it's just like if it's just whispers, if it's just one people one person hears this grub thing and then they get excited right. and then they like put out for like list them the and name them, John. We want to hear <laughs> okay, the speculation, let, the whatnotery, the farting about. I mean, let me get my phone. Go get your phone. I mean, I mean, phone numbers. They could literally show a picture of a Western Digital hard drive with with a three D Studio file of Wolverine's hat, and I think everyone will be happy about that really i mean it like yeah. people are just salivating in the very idea of you know <clears throat> a bit more spider-man 2 uh, content but the, but the voice actor um tony tad he he said that the pr was going to start in sort of august uh, for spider-man 2 so is this yeah. a little bit too early for a chunky trailer nah i, th- I think though i think they could even start the show with that and then it's like mm. jim ryan comes out in his jolly accent and goes like <laughs> that was the latest trailer for spider-man and then the rest of the show is all this new stuff right. and people are <clears throat> people are desperate for new stuff so here is the 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 general the general vibes so jaw raptor who is a a very good content creator much better than any of us he's got nearly a bloody million subscribers so i've no idea why he's replying to my poxy twitter account give him a jacuzzi <laughs> horizon multiplayer teaser i think that's probably realistic yeah. hell divers 2 also probably realistic considering we've seen like a full leaked cutscene from the game and they've not acknowledged <laughs> it and it's it's real um ghost of tsushima 2 is interesting <sighs> because that is one that i have been te- do not report right i'm looking down the fucking camera <laughs> reddit do and reset era do not report this as vgc it. saying that this is happening <laughs> do not this is just something that I've been texted about like three times, <laughs> but <clears throat> that seems early to me. Um, Twisted Metal, and this is the one Chris will be excited for. New footage from Avatar: Frontiers of Pandora. <laughs> Calm down, Chris. Couldn't begin to give a fuck. He's gone blue, ironically. <laughs> is that angry? Um, yeah. Uh, uh. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I, uh, yeah, I've, I've no interest in Avatar, I'm afraid, but um, the, other, yeah. the others sound appealing. Give us a new pyramid. Do you think this will happen, though? Do you think it's time for... Sony's said fuck all in ages. Yeah, it's, it's time for a big show like this. Of course it is. I mean, I, I, I don't... I'm not an enormous fan of the state of plays that they do. Um, yeah. As much as... <sighs> people are always going to tweak this into me being a big Nintendo fan, but um, the, the reality is I, I much prefer Nintendo Directs to state of plays because Nintendo Directs you don't get one for ages, but when they do, they at least give you like 40 games. And even if you have just like five of those games and the rest of it's like weird shit, then at least you've got something out of it. But all, all mm. regularly I'll see a state of play and there'll be like six games in it and none of them appeal to me and that's the end of it. And like, so they, they need, it's time for something properly major where they, they don't just have one bombshell at the end, but they've got four or five big games like they used to do during the, the proper E3 conferences back in the day. We're, we're, we're running out of Sony exclusives that we all know about. Um, yeah. And when it's time to, even if some of those are a couple of years away, we need to at least get to the point where they're, they're, they're letting us know what's on the way and that there is stuff coming because um, perception online is always a, uh, a, a, a thing that shifts or doesn't shift consoles. Well, that was the thing about Sony's strategy for the longest time. It was like, okay, we're going to do these shows where we show you the next four massive games that take us for the next four years. Yeah. So you always know what the next tentpole was. And that kind of ran out with God of War Ragnarok. And now we're kind of in the area where we're, we've got Spider-Man 2, which was announced in the kind of last showcase, but we don't know what their 2024 game is, what their 2025 game is. So yeah, that's where I think you you start seeing the things like, your because Tsushima 2 will happen because they're like hiring for it and stuff like that I don't think I, I think it'd be very surprising if it's happening this quickly but that is one that you can see being like their 25 game or the 26 game or whatever um but it's it's they, they need to you kind of beef up their lineup and um as Andrew Marmo friend of the site says um expects to see Jade Raymond's next game from Heaven Studio and Sony really pushing in this games of a service um kind of because they've got like 10 of those coming they said yeah. and they've spent all this money on them so they need to get one of them out here <laughs> and 
I wouldn't be surprised if the first one they do is like, here is our shooter ass fucking shooter game. Here is the game that you're going to going to make you forget Call of Duty ever happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I I would just be happy with that open world Parappa the Rapper game. Where you walk, where you walk about, <laughs> like challenging people to rap battles. They, they announce that, and I'll, I'll, I'll man, you Chris. would bankrupt Sony so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> You're Tony Khan. You're the Tony Khan of video games, Chris. I would say that, like, do you reckon that, like, a I love Nintendo Directs just because the typeface they use for everything is that wonderful mm. Japanese English typeface that gets used all around Tokyo. It really <laughs> makes me laugh that they haven't found a better typeface. That nobody in their marketing department went, show you something else. Show we move on to bubble letters or something. Um, but it just always. <laughs> looks so chintzy and cheesy uh, but i would say that um i mean in the same way that yakuza's gone back in time to oldie timeies could they not just reuse the assets for spider-man 2 reuse the city and just go forward in time it's just it's just, it's just, it's just oh, i can't even say it now i'm so tired Tsushima now uh, and just deal with it yeah it's got skyscrapers yeah. on it Get get Jin Sakai from the first game yeah. to, to go through a weird time portal and emerge with a with a, a mad sword yeah. in modern days. That's what that's what I would like to correct. Um, obviously, everyone is replying to my tweet saying Metal Gear, Metal Gear, Metal Gear, <laughs> and we've spoken about Metal Gear at long, at length on this um, this uh, broadcast. Mm. So yeah, hopefully. Konami just does what they did for Silent Hill and we all get an email being like, we're doing a stream next week. Here we go. Let's get all this fucking Metal Gear shit out of the way. Um, <laughs> Is there still a lot of goodwill for Metal Gear out, out oh, there? Yeah. Kind of like... People forget how fucked Konami is. Like, right. all they need to do is put out a thing, say, like a Metal Gear thing, and everyone will just remember the good times and forget Metal Gear Survive and sur- forget how they fucked Kojima and all this stuff. That's what I was going to say. If, if they do like a, a Metal Gear stream at some point, um turning on notifications for kojima's twitter because (laughs) there's no way he's going to keep quiet about that that's there's going to be some sort of snark uh, as he won't be involved if i was kojima or if i was konami and kojima if i was a company and a person (laughs) go to kojima give him a power of money and just be like you don't need to do anything just just give your blessing yeah, like you know the way yeah. he produced that castlevania game the lords of shadows 2 or whatever he he was the executive producer in the sense that he probably looked at it once and went yep pretty good <laughs> like the metal gear solid 3 remake executive produced by hideo kojima that'd be such a win for konami he, but, he would just uh, just don't give that man money though he'll only spend it on hanging out with actors won't he so he'd, yeah he'd just try and lure <laughs> some more in <laughs> more first class flights for churches to come over and hang out yeah, in his studio. exactly um but yeah, the responses to the tweet are interesting because it is a lot of the same kind of stuff that I feel like we've been talking about for a while in terms of like, what's Bluepoint doing? What's what's the Sony's next big original IP? So it definitely seems like a shakeup. Whereas on the Microsoft side, they've got like five years worth of games. Some of them that probably don't even exist as games yet. But at least you can be like, okay, look at this, look at this theoretical schedule. This looks pretty strong. Um. But we'll see. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to June, the the the, the summer games fun. Um, that'll be hellish to cover, but it'll be interesting. Yeah. Well, Andy puts pictures in the Slack of him in LA and him <laughs> hanging about with <laughs> Big Jeff Keighley talking secrets. I, I think um, after this uh, flight to Tokyo with a, with a couple of bands, I think he won't want to get on a flight anytime soon. Personally, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, you know, what, John, can you get the uh, get the, the red eye down from Glasgow, please?" <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. I mean, when I flew to LA last week, I went business, mate. So oh, not a problem at all. Look at you, special bro, unbelievable. Joe, Joe, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks to my my millions of followers who paid for that on Patreon. <laughs> um, very quickly before the break, because the second half of this show is thick as fuck just get excited street fighter film and tv rights have been acquired by legendary <laughs> according to the hollywood reporter the dune and godzilla versus kong production company will work with the street fighter owner capcom on future adaptations um it was the 35th anniversary last year and apparently there is a new film in development get excited chris i, I, I was excited the, the minute i read it um yeah. thoroughly pumped for that as the kids say and um, that means something very different in glasgow but um either way i'm pumped i will always maintain that the first street fighter movie with jean-claude van damme in it is a modern day classic 
Um, modern day classic. Well, I, I, I watch it frequently. So it's modern for me. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. the, the the second one they did with the fucking the guy from Black Eyed Peas, and it was dog shit. Um, Taboo from the Black Eyed Peas played Vega. Uh, um, yes, oh, everyone's wow. favorite. Everyone's, everyone's third favorite member of the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's the one where Bison tears the, the fetus of his child out of his wife's chest, uh, wife's you're, stomach. You're saying that like we've not all watched that, it. You're saying that as if we're not all very an, old fame. That's such, an, that's such an infamously bad thing in the world of video games. I thought that was a well-known thing. <laughs> the, the, the Street Fighter, the Legend of Chun Li has a, a flashback mm. where Bison's wife gets pregnant and he pulls the, the, the fetus out, basically, and you're like, this is a Street Fighter movie, mate, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I've, I've, I'm, I'm very hopeful that Legendary, the, 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 at the very least, it'll be a spectacle because um, th- that's mm. what they do. And, um, yeah, it'll be nice to see, like, a big-budget, hopefully, Street Fighter movie for once that isn't um, abysmal. Nothing, nothing will beat the animated mm. movie that they did back in the 90s, but but we'll see. You, yeah. you sort of look at the characters in, in Street Fighter and you forget how, oh, very broad they were, let's say. You know, <laughs> Dal Sim's named after a fucking curry restaurant and you got Yun and Yang from, from uh, Hong Kong based on, like, Bruce Lee and stuff. There's not much to pick over as, like, a director, is there, to kind of enhance these characters. They're very you know stereotypical and kind yeah. of like yeah. these days uh, these days they're a very kind of they're, they're a very anachronistic set of characters and yeah but they'll yeah. probably do a brilliant job and what the fuck do i know but ugh. <laughs> i feel like if if they just get like a a sick ass fucking like john wick style action director mm. and even if the plot's paper thin if all the fights look fantastic and like the costumes look kind of cool i think you could probably get away with See that if they like, just get ryu and say like he's off on a journey to discover yeah. himself and literally all he does is travel from country to country and as he walks down the street someone goes oh this is a street you want a fight and then he goes I yeah. okay and then it's just like a 10 minute fight I'm jet lagged ridiculous stuff and then he goes right cheers for the fight see you later he gets on a plane like, and then lands and then like Blanca comes out but he's the size of Godzilla because legendary and then he says oh you want a fight it's, 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 it's a jungle but it's still a street and then Rio goes out yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. they keep fighting sold <laughs> and then when they're in the in the jungle, like just spectators appear from around. <laughs> yeah, it's just well, like, two frames of animation, of... like just. Yeah. Well, there, there, there was a guy in. Um, I was watching a, a wrestling show in like a kind of, kind of, kind of. I guess it was some kind of punk venue. I think in downtown Los Angeles, one of the indie shows. I forget which one it's called because I don't know wrestling that much. But um, there was a guy who had like he was clearly one of the wrestlers who was pumping himself up to make his his muscles pop uh, on the mm. balcony, and he had one of those kind of like stretchy rubber bands, and mm. so he was like just doing this. But you couldn't see the rubber band at one point, so it just looked like he was really enjoying the fight. Like a Street Fighter 2 NPC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was very enjoyable. Oh, that's what I do before every review. I sit and pump up my muscles. Like, just so I'm, so I'm ready to, to give out my hot thoughts. But yeah, that'll be... I mean, we are in the golden age of... Uh, companies desperately trying to acquire IP to do a video game adaptation because mm. it's it is the it is the thing of the moment. But we'll see if that goes anywhere after the break. Speaking of video games adaptations, um, straight after the break, we're going to talk about the Super Mario Brothers movie and a complete departure from the running order. But I want to talk about this film because it's fresh in my mind. We'll also talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivor and potentially Pete crashing a rental car. Who can say? See you in a minute. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
But for me, it was Tuesday. And we are back. Last night and yesterday afternoon for Chris, we saw the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, I now cede the floor to one Chris Scullion. Carry on. <laughs> right. Now, I should preface this um, with with the understanding that I am the perfect storm of the target audience for this movie. So please take all of that, everything I'm about to say with a, a ton of salt. because and there, and there will be plenty of salt in the comments, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I, I am two days away from turning 40. Um, I discovered Super Mario Bros. at the age of four. The thing has shaped my entire career uh, from joining the official Nintendo magazine 17 years ago and everything that's followed since. Um, th- this move, this uh, franchise led to me moving to London, if meeting my wife, getting married, having a kid, blah, blah, blah. So th- I, I, instantly it goes without saying that this is a big deal for me. Um, throw in the, the impending... Um, crisis of turning 40 in midlife and all this kind of <laughs> shit and desperately trying to cling to my childhood and there, there was no way I wasn't going to like this film um, <laughs> so yeah it, it did it did absolutely everything I wanted it to do um, I see a lot of people saying but there was no plot it's like mate it's a fucking Mario film are you expecting Raging Bull and I was like yeah of, of, of course that that's the point um, think you're so lucky that the plot wasn't just Peaches kidnapped again like that That's that, that would have been the, and, and, and to be totally honest I, I'm not so um, Nintendo tinted that, that they could have done absolutely anything and I'd have been happy with it like um, you could argue that someone who cares this much about the, the, the thing would have if they'd have done another not maybe as extreme as Bob Hoskins but if they'd have done something a bit weird <laughs> um, and messed about too much with things and, and went too crazy it would have still been cause to say wait a minute they fucked this this isn't Mario um, but the fact that Nintendo was so heavily involved in it means that they they, they nailed the um, the look, they nailed the sound almost as importantly. Um, and yeah, I just I don't think it put a foot wrong. And and if this is the start of a bunch of future movies, I'm all for it. Right. <clears throat> okay. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, first, Chris, you are the only one on this call who purports to absolutely love Mario, but you're the only one without a moustache. So I'm not having this. That's true. <laughs> You've got to live your life correctly. That's, that's, I'm fully aware that only only uh, Mario and Luigi can carry off a moustache. Can carry off a moustache, And they also try to be a pale imitation. It's Fig mm. 1 and 2 on this call. <laughs> Very good example. Pete, Pete, Pete Donaldson and Vince McMahon are the Mario and Luigi of the wrestling <laughs> yes. world, if you ask me. Um, good God. So I also saw the film. And look, I have a film degree from university, so I, I feel... From university? I, from, That's very vague. I feel, <laughs> I, I feel like life. I can... Exactly. The school of hard knocks. Um, I feel like I can speak with some authority, right? Right. Here's the thing. Is it a good film? No. Did I really, really enjoy watching it? Yes. Yay. Did I have a big stupid grin on my face while it was on? Yes. Did I really annoy who I was sitting next to going, oh, that's a reference to that. Oh, that's a re- that's a, oh, the fucking GameCube sound. <laughs> yes, the entire fucking time. Um, where the kids in my screening, many of whom were dressed up as Mario, fucking losing their minds? Yes. So I think it's like they have mm. nailed it, essentially. Like, yeah. for what it was wanting to be, it was much more watchable than any of the fucking other Illumination utter garbage. So, like... Uh, as soon as see when it starts and the fucking minion comes on for the elimination logo, I was like, "Oh god, it's these bastards!" Did they turn um, up at any point? No, no, thank, thank god. Okay, um, there was just a few bits of animation, like there's a dog in it at one point, and it looks like a something from a Despicable Me film, and you're just like, "Oh fuck you!" Like, why are you here? Um, but as soon as they got into like the mario world it was just i said to chris saw it first and i was like oh how long is it it's like 90 minutes and and you said it doesn't feel like that it fucking doesn't it absolutely flies through it's like the quickest 90 minute film you'll ever watch because they don't they don't give you one second to process anything because if you did you would realize that nothing's going on and they're like it's like the most a to b story in mm. the entire world well i made the, but, i made the mistake of going to see it in 4dx which you know when they mm. move the seats about and all that and for uh-huh. most like action movies you go okay because there's talking and then there's 
action, then there's talking, then there's action. But this is so much action. I was just getting rattled about in my seat for like the full 90 minutes. So this is brutal. <laughs> I still, still enjoy it, but I was like, don't, if, if you get the choice, maybe, maybe pass on the 4DX unless you've got bones of fucking titanium because it, it absolutely it's, it's like it's like one of those it's like you know you see those tiktoks in the top half of the screen it'll be someone talking about something mm. and the bottom half will be like a mobile game to keep your attention like the entire film is like that because it's just no matter what's going on there's always shit flying at the screen there's always yeah. people doing stuff it's like oh here's another reference the background is just stuffed with references and mm. um, especially at the start like when mario and luigi are in like brooklyn yeah. it's just every single frame is absolutely chock full of stuff and it is basically you're waiting for the first uh, pirate copy to come out so you can go through frame <laughs> by frame and find everything that you missed. But um, I'll, I'll say, yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to say too much more because I don't want to spoil it because it's only, it's literally a day old as we as we say this. Uh, Martin has got the best line in the film, I think. Yeah, um, that's all I'll yeah. say about it. So anyone worried that obviously he's not in it that much um, and people are saying oh he's been screwed over and blah 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 blah. But he, he, they've they've given him the last laugh and I, I, I quite like that. Do you know yeah. what I couldn't I couldn't believe? What's that? Chris Pratt's all right. He's fine. He's totally fine. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and even even does the, the wahoo and, and all that kind of every now and then they they, 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 yeah. they get those they get those kind of martinet like voice kinda of, kinda of in there. Um and it feels okay. It doesn't feel forced. It just feels acceptable. I actually had way more of a problem with Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong because it's like <laughs> It's like, okay, that is Mario, that's Luigi, that's Peach, that's Toad. That's fucking Seth Rogen. That's not Donkey Kong. Like, he's not even putting the semblance of a voice on. And I saw him do a fucking interview where he was like, <laughs> like, they, they asked me to do the film and I don't do voices. So I said, it's going to sound like me. They should have, Miyamoto should have just went to him, no. You put in some fucking effort. This is Mario. That's a fucking sacred ground. Um, but yeah, apart, apart from that, all good and there's a wee there's a wee credit at the end that was very heartwarming mm. i'm sure you saw that as well chris very so much. I'm, yeah. I'm i'm completely in the dark here i, I never grew up playing mario games so I, I a lot of this stuff will be absolutely over my head you know when mm. there's a robo card or zool uh, <laughs> <laughs> video game adaptation film adaptation I, I, i'll be there but um yeah, yeah Ma- we'll mario, we'll finally get we we'll finally get an official team 17 super frog movie <laughs> Um, yes, com- completely exactly. look as so, it well look as it tie in then, uh, someone I'll, I'll someone yeah it was chopper chops azul i think was, i think they're called yeah, every sort right. of amiga penguin, penguin biscuits yeah yes well, penguin well, had laws well, them, didn't they do you remember the the quavers game with colin curly in it push over uh, it was we and it was we and pushed over dominoes I, I got yeah, in yeah. touch with, um, I kind of know through a friend of a friend, um, you know, I, I didn't know anybody in the industry uh, then, but um, I knew somebody from Hello Games and they just finished, is it Joe Danger they did before yeah. the big one? Um, and <laughs> fuck me, uh, the day before they announced uh, No Man's Sky, I emailed one of them to say, hey, why, I've got an idea, why don't you do a pushover game? <laughs> they were like, we're quite fucking busy to be honest, Pete, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> the day before they announced the biggest fucking game ever. Why don't you do that one about the dominoes with the ant in it and Colin Quaver, yeah? Cool. <laughs> Absolute shite. Oh, right. Before this, before this podcast evolves fully into Chris's Peter K routine of, remember Hoverbubble? Yeah. Re- remember, the, remember the BBC Micro? Oh, vintage. Um, let's talk about future games because I was jetted off to LA to play Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Ooh. the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order, which... Even while I was playing the game, I was like, what is the name of this game? It's not Fallen Order 2, because we've just been calling it Fallen Order 2 for so long. It's Jedi Survivor. Um, They took a load of press and more Twitch streamers than I thought existed um, out to LA to play about four hours of the game. Um, This section of the game is about an hour in. And the first game... It was. It, I enjoyed it. It's like the quintessential seven to eight out of ten game. It's totally fine. It's like it doesn't do anything massively spectacular. It's a bit of a soul's light. You get more out of it if you're into Star Wars. Mm. This one, they were like, fucking blow this completely out of the water. The levels so much bigger. The game looks so much better. And they're like, oh, so there was only two and a half styles of combat in the first game. We've got five in this one. It was such a look how much more we've done in four years kind of presentation and from that i was super impressed um the main thing is 
where the where the first game was linear this is more you're going to these hub planets that have like spokes off of the middle part so have this hub town go up to Blinglor Smorko and he'll go oh I need a oh I need a, is Blinglor Smorko in it wait 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 <laughs> NH, let, let me check my uh, my embargo I don't know if I can actually Blinglor Smorko not confirmed just for anyone listening yeah I, I look forward to seeing that on fucking gaming leaks and rumours um, but yeah the and he'll say oh you need to go and find the fling of the fluff and the fling of the flu over here and you get a wee marker on that'll be on your map but not your map won't be because the map fills in as you go um and you just go off in a direction that way and there'll be an entire area that's like as big as a level from the first game just coming off the side of this level so all that stuff when the demo was finished i was like i can fucking sit here for like a full day and just play this one planet Mm. that was all very exciting um because that was a really late ps4 game and this is like a two three year in ps5 game it looks so much better just visually from the way all the characters look, the way the worlds look. It's very, very pretty. It's a respawn, so they know how to do good shit. Um, highlight of the game, though. So there's collectible chests everywhere because it's bigger world, more shit to find. Open the collectible chest. You have unlocked mullet. You can fucking give your guy a mullet. Yes. You can give your guy a mustache. You can shave his head. You can do it. They've completely blown out all the collectibles to make your Calcestis look so far away from the actual guy. It's, it's <laughs> hilarious. And when I was talking to them, I was like, I, I, I straight up asked them, I was like, did you put all this stuff in because the levels are so much bigger and you needed people to have stuff to do? And they're like, no, that, this was like one of the main things we started with. We were like, we wanted me, we wanted me yeah, to be able to customize the guy. Like, <laughs> um, so all that stuff was really impressive i said it in my preview like this was like the third game in a trilogy where they're like okay we're getting every idea that we've ever had for this franchise in because we're not making another one but it's just the second game and chris did you funny about that first game at all i didn't um it's one that's been on my my kind of backlog for for the longest time and um, I, I do like my star wars i'm a massive fan of bing blog morgo um and so yeah um <laughs> glad to hear he's going to be in it because he was sorely lacking um and hopefully hopefully they've rendered his antlers properly um but they, they, they um, <laughs> It looks, it looks great. The ray traced, ray traced antlers. I can confirm. Well, then in day one, subsurface scattering. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's one. It's one I'd fancied. I'd always fancied the first one, and I mean, it's on. I'm sure it's on Game Pass now via EA Play. Is it not? Yeah, it's on one. I keep meaning to play it, but um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 up for this one. I'm up for Survivor. Um, I'll, once I've once I've played, I've I've time to play Fallen Order before it comes out. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 up for it. It sounds really good. So I chucked a bit of Fallen Order on when I came home because I had that like. Is usually when we go to these preview events, you play the game, but you don't get too invested because you're like, I'm going to have to play that same fucking section in about two months' time when I'm actually reviewing the thing. As soon as I got home, I was like. Ugh. The only game I want to play then is fucking Survivor, and it's, it's going to be a, a while oh. before I'm reviewing it. So I chucked on Fallen Order, and I'm like, "Is it like we, we, is is it like we've got Jedi Survivor at home?" <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> these fucking not tiny linear levels. The combat isn't as good. It doesn't look as nice." It's like, "Oh, just just give me the new game," um, which is uh, potentially the most privileged thing ever. It, it's not 155 gigabytes on the PC either. Good luck getting that yeah. on a fucking Steam Deck, Jesus. 155 <laughs> gigabytes. No wonder there's loads of mullets in it. <laughs> yeah, th- those mullets are... Uh, uh, one of those mullets wouldn't fit on a PlayStation 4. It's so, <laughs> so highly detailed. Um, although, the so the all that was good, but because we were in LA, we're in, near Anaheim, we went to Disney, finally got to see all the Star Wars stuff in person, Galaxy's Edge. And I have a tendency to be somewhat cynical, but... I also am very emotionally led. So as soon as we got, you go like through the other kind of lands, like frontier land and shit like that. So you hear all the fucking Disney music and it's like, oh, okay, no, I'm a massive Disney guy, but I appreciate that people are crazy for this stuff. See, as soon as you get in your galaxy's edge and the fucking Star Wars music hits, I was like, oh my God, this is like the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And then you see the fucking Millennium Falcon. It's like, this is a fucking come to Jesus moment. That that Millennium Falcon could take off right now. This is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Then you're surrounded by fucking Americans and it ruins it somewhat because they're like, where's the bathroom? Where's Kylo Ren? It's like, please shut up. Um, but yeah, Disney was a uh, was it's a ridiculous place. It is 
a place full of excess is a place where you spend like 25 quid on like a packet of popcorn or whatever and i oh i saw fucking disney adults in person i saw those gangs of disney adults that go with like matching disney themed jackets around all the parks oh lord you lot seem fucking insufferable man (laughs) and it was it was spring break as well so it was if you're no into crowds like we we turned a corner to go and get there's this it's called like dole whip or something it's like a pineapple soft serve ice Mm. cream that's like specifically served in disney and it's like a big thing we were with um someone who is like a, a california res- like native and goes to that like <laughs> they're gonna say a california racing <laughs> <laughs> the, the multi just, <laughs> they just started, it just started singing and then suddenly the queue <laughs> dispersed <laughs> <laughs> they're in the rum and raisin ice cream <laughs> yeah it's, it's weird there was a big there was a big queue to meet moana a big queue to meet Kylo Ren, but there, there was not much of a queue to meet the one california raisin <laughs> One California reason who's still alive. <laughs> you were hanging out with Pete. You wanted to meet Peter Gabriel in his sledgehammer, uh, plasticine mode. Well, that, these, the... these references are flying over. I so know. Many yeah, heads. yeah. Sorry. Have that. Sorry, Jordan. that, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Proceed. So we turn a corner to get this dole whip, and it's just shoulder to shoulder people for like this entire like a thousand yards or something. It's like it's like we've got an appointment to go and build a lightsaber on the other end of this yeah and it got to that point where it's like are you just gonna have to shout fire so people disperse that <laughs> so you can just run up the middle of we'll it sh- we'll thankfully because it's, <laughs> yeah exactly thankfully because it's disney and it's all very like it's designed within an inch of its life it moved fairly quickly but it's like this place is absurd <laughs> um, i went to universal as well and it was like a similar experience but disney was just uh it was a mad but you went to disney fairly recently didn't you chris the, the paris one yeah I, I love the paris one and, and like I'll, I'll i'm i'm a big disney fan but not quite at the cosplaying stage um but i'll, I'll like I, I, i've got a soft spot for the i'm going back there actually you're just month. a fan of walt's political views oh, absolutely absolutely i'll also be getting frozen <laughs> when i die just to just to show solidarity um no it, it just is I, I, I think the I've not been to the the, the US ones, but I, I get the feeling it'll be a similar to a similar E three effect. As well, I'll just hate everyone round about me. Whereas yeah. pa- pa- Paris seems a bit quieter and more manageable, so it's the perfect kind of uh, combination for me. Of the, it's, it's still imagineered to hell, but it's mm. um, but like a bit quieter and a bit. Is everyone a bit sur- so. a bit more surly there? Yeah, I can imagine. I, I mean, yeah, Paris, the, the, I mean. The, the, the the yeah the. the the tourists, uh, they, well, they, I say the tourists, it would be the French people, wouldn't it? They're, they're a, a generally wee bit grumpy. Um, but, Goofy um, smoking like a long cigarette. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. And obviously they've got a big ratatouille, they've got a big ratatouille bit because, of course, so people from oh, Paris uh, flock to this fake right, Paris. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I love Disneyland, but I'm going back next month, actually. Um, so that'll be good. Mm, um, but yeah, I like it. I, I, I like yeah, places like that because I'm a child. <laughs> Pete, what about, Pete what about you I get the feeling you would go into this thing and just be like that's shit this is shit this is shit I, I, I think whenever you see do you, you have see, childlike whimsy in you uh, I, I, I think I've only ever seen I'm going to say six Disney cartoons Disney films nice kicking off with it. Robin Hood going okay. through to the Beauty and the Beasts, and and then once it started going fully three D, I, I just completely. Um, what about the re- what about the rescuers? You a big rescuers man? <laughs> Ship and Dale, the rescue rangers. I ju- I'm just, I yeah, I mean, uh, it, the 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 construction, the way they put that together is very. Uh, the idea of Americana um, excites me. I think it's I think it's a um, a really exciting thing. But no, I've I've never. I was getting. I, I don't even want to get into it, but I was I had like a um a DVD for a thing I had to do, um I had to get DBS checked basically, um and I had like mm. a caseworker who and I passed guys I'm not a threat to anyone <laughs> I passed but come I had like out, a sort I, I had a sort of person I was working with and they were um like bit a big Disney head like got married in Disney go to Disney every year Florida and 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 I'm, I was just a bit annoyed that they were judging my 
peccadillos and interests. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Mm. They were they were interviewing yeah. me about what I'm about, and I'm going, "You got married at Disney, mate? You're mad!" So yeah, um, it also must have been a fucking oil baron, considering how expensive everything is. <laughs> I know, right? I like the stuff that you see in like um, Tokyo Hands in Japan, where the I, I don't know why the Japanese get away with it. they get away with like doing like mad reimaginations of Mickey Mouse and stuff. I like that mm-hmm. the, 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 they allow very selected um brand partners to mess about with their brands a little bit I, I i find that sort of thing very exciting the way that they sort of lock down everything else but they're quite playful in emerging yeah. markets a little bit so yeah i, I, I do find that side of things fascinating but, but i mean like put it that put it this way if i went to disneyland i would shit my pants it would be amazing i know it would be <laughs> yeah and i know i'm a cynical uh old northerner but yeah i, I think i think i'd really enjoy it there's something in the air that just like infects your brain and you're like I need to I need to I need to have fun here I want a big pineapple ice cream (laughs) (laughs) definitely has nothing to do with certain things that are legal in California and aren't here (laughs) anyway (laughs) um also, you being Johnny Japan, the best Disney park in the world is in Japan, Tokyo Disney Sea. That is like rated as like the the be- not only the best Disney park, but one of the best theme parks ever. So I'm is it is it not out. like kind of very queuey? Is it not very kind of like I know you can't t- you, to be you can pay parks. to skip the queues, oh, baby. You can on, you can get that Disney Plus. Fair, you can get that it? fucking. You can get, as soon as you you open your app and it shows you all your. Your, your cues and for the big for the new rides so the rise of the, the star wars rise of the resistance and the new mickey and mini one it was like if you want to pay 25 extra dollars right you can, can you, can you do right it like now. can you do it like now like so you've got the app and you go bang i want to get in there now and you get yeah wow that's basically dlc it is yeah they've replaced the fast pass system now so you you get like genie plus and it will show you all the all the queue times and then under it will be like do you want to book a genie plus for this you can go and do it in fucking five minutes time but for newer stuff they charge for your genie plus on top of your genie plus i like i do like that that. i I do like that and i would empty my goddamn wallet because i'm just like yeah yeah yeah, i'm I'm already spending a thousand pounds to get here so why not spend another thousand pounds that's exactly how they that's exactly how they do it and as soon as you see one of the queues one of the people with one of these things that says line ends here or wait time five hours you're like the well, ticket was about 300 quid to get in today I, like. I mean we're both very much talking like two men who don't have kids Chris is going no that's not happening it's not happening is it you'll wait you'll wait you'll wait you'll let me wait you'll go on one ride today and that's it it's not got the fucking time I hope you, I hope you like Big Thunder Mountain because <laughs> that's today's plan uh, I went on uh, we went on Space Mountain and I was obviously like a load of games journalists there my pal George from The Gamer was there and we got a picture on Space Mountain and he looks like he has taken 50 Ekkies because his face is just like <laughs> like it is out of position and I'm there howling with laughter because Space Mountain the place is completely dark but you can just you know when if it's really dark in a room you can just see the outlines of things yeah when you're flying through Space Mountain and you just see the outlines of like trestles and bits of machinery and stuff like that, I was just like, one of these is going to swing down and fucking behead everyone in this fucking car. So I was really, I was really tickled by that idea of everyone being gruesomely murdered yeah. while fucking that, George was like that, shitting himself. I was like, this is great. Just that having sex with Ric Flair analogy is, is just getting more and more accurate. This every day. Yeah. bits of machinery flopping about. Here's a wee, a, wee, a wee research project for for the kids listening. Um, uh-huh. if, if you go on YouTube, there's there's videos of Space Mountain with the lights on um, yeah. because people wow. like get get to kind of go through it. It looks so underwhelming, <laughs> and, 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 it just, and it just it just shows you how amazing all the kind of work that goes in. It's it's all yeah. obviously smoke and mirrors to, to make this stuff look. Like incredible, and in reality, it's just a rickety old roller coaster <laughs> with a lot of shit covering it up. Is brilliant. Uh, oh. Lovely. To to conclude, oh, I've actually just to just to run back on our, our our chat earlier about fucking PlayStation announcements. My pal Chris Wall just messaged saying, "Burnout Paradise Two, Burnout Three D Master." I would fucking shit my hips out with excitement <laughs> if they brought fucking Burnout back. That is like my racing game above all. Right. Is it, well, so, it's, uh, so, is it kind of going to be, Is it has it kind of been the sort of replay and replay stuff that everyone got excited about back in the day? Has that been incorporated in other racing games? Because I've not really spent a lot I of mean, time playing no those. one's done, like, no one's done it like Burnout. They just, so one of the issues is 
car manufacturers don't like it when video games fucking Smash annihilate the their cars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. in order to Fair. make a burnout game, you have to make a load of bespoke cars. So right. what is the damage like in Forza these days, uh, uh, Chris? Is it just it's... like cosmetic or what? <laughs> It is, as far as I, as far as I'm aware, it is. I mean, the, the as far as I can remember, they they, they do get bashed up quite a bit, um, but um, yeah, it, it is. You, you can never get to the point where you you drive at 120 miles an hour into a wall and the thing just crumbles up into the size of a domino. Like you know, you, you never get in like that. It, it will always just you could plow right into a wall in the front. The the kind of front. Um, or get bashed a bit in the wind the windscreen or get a crack in it and that's about it you'll get loads of nice detailed scratches along the, the bodywork and everything but that's about <laughs> as much as it goes you'll you'll never be like you, nobody will die <laughs> basically right. put it that way i want a burnout game that also has like a fleshy human behind the car so when you crash into a wall at five thousand miles an hour you just see like flecks of blood as the body explodes like a balloon i thought, I thought you meant um uh the, the the actual panels the actual cars made of flesh and you know you smash it into a oh, wall yeah. the flesh car. and it just yeah. farts out oh, bones car bones <laughs> I, I mean, very much sounds like my my, uh, my Los Angeles trip. I uh, uh, rented a car, um, scratched it to fuck, and then sent it back to Avis. And they've not got in touch yet. They're probably just assessing the damage still. <laughs> Unbelievable! Absolute. That's how shit. bad it was. It's taken That's them a week to it was, yeah. <laughs> I went. I very hopefully went to Walmart and bought some scratch big on stuff, which did help a nice. little bit, but it did not scratch big on. Scratch be there. Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch be absolutely everywhere. <laughs> How was your early trip? Did you get... The- so when I spoke to you on the Wednesday night, mm. um, so I left the Jedi Survivor party, ran into the guy from Jedi Survivor in the lobby. I was like, <laughs> oh, how you doing? And then went and met Pete. And um, I, was, I was like... <laughs> I was like, so are you guys going to WrestleMania? And you were like, oh, we don't know. It's on no. Sunday. We'll, I'm sure we'll find out. Did you make it? We hadn't, but we hadn't bought tickets at that point for WrestleMania because last time we went, um, the day before, the tickets were so much cheaper than what we'd spent. And so this time mm. round, we thought, well, you know, we'll hold our hold our own and, and you know just just you know have a bit of brinkmanship, uh, indulge a bit of brinkmanship. And so we managed to get quite cheap, good tickets for the first night, and then everyone got very excited about the second. Yeah. Night, Cody Rhodes and um, uh, and Roman Reigns and stuff. So uh, yeah, the, the second night was considerably more expensive uh, than the first. But so we managed to do both nights. But uh, yeah, everything was just bloody expensive. But I mean, WrestleMania week—it's not just about the two shows and the Raw and the you know all the stuff that goes on the WWE side. It's the indie shows that that, that really uh, make make it. You know, Effie's Big Gay Brunch, Joshy Pro. Um, and the uh, WrestleCon um, Super Show as well, the, the Morrow Super Show uh, was really good. Um, that that that's what you what you're there to watch, uh, I think, in my opinion. You know, rather than the you know half baked shit that Vince spaffs out every year. <laughs> <laughs> so did did you, did you get a good view of Shane McMahon's knee fucking oh, exploding as he landed yeah. from the? <laughs> so, I mean, it was just because you know people talk about WrestleMania moments, but just seeing him blow his knees out, the Miz, who I can't stand at the best of times, um, just looking. If I, just looking at Shane and the camera zooming in on on Miz and Miz going, if I look away, people are going to know I don't know what's going on, but I don't yeah. know what's going and on. You can just hear Shane going, I'm fucked. I'm, I'm fucked. There's an amazing single frame, if you watch that, when, when the Miz is standing looking over him and he's kind of like, what's going on? For a split second, he looks straight at the camera. Like the Miz. Just for that one second, it's like he's looking straight as if to say, mm. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on? And then, I don't uh, believe it. But then all credit to, to Snoop Dogg for stepping yeah. in and saying, Oh, the yeah. Day. Fucking veteran. He done that like he was fucking Harley Race. He was like, I know what's going on here. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame. He knows do, what he's doing. They do a people's elbow where that was like a. So, I mean. So I I train I did a bit of fucking wrestling training back in the day for like a couple of months or whatever. I was trained by uh, Ke- the former Kelly and Dane, Big Demo from Sanity. Oh, he, awesome. he, he he had a school in in Govan for a while. <laughs> um, and until you actually hit the ropes at full speed, you don't know how fucking painful it is. And I feel oh, like yeah. you could see when Snoop Dogg just bounced off the ropes. <laughs> he was like, so elbow. <laughs> yeah. little, little bounce off the ropes, little bounce off the ropes, decent people's elbow. I don't know but, how uh, people do it. I mean, taking, I mean, just falling on the floor. People have this idea that the ring is a big trampoline. It's not as fucking wooden boards. You can get really hurt if you don't know what you're yeah. doing. Oi, oi, oi. 
Oh, dear. WrestleMania. The first night, I really enjoyed. Second night was absolutely pish. Sometimes mm. maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. And that is very much the ethos of the Video Game Chronicle podcast. You can send any questions, comments, and concerns to podcast at videogamescronicle.com. Calm, Pete. What are you up to this week? Oh, you're the man. You're the man about town. Good pods coming up this week. Loads of stuff. I've got. Um, we've got a broad Japan coming out uh, later this week. We're going to be wrapping up all things WrestleMania over on uh, WrestleMe, uh, and the football ramble will return uh, with yours truly on Friday. So there we go. Oh, lovely. You hosting the game? Or are you going to take part? No, the game is very much designed so that I don't have to play it. Um, so nice. because my memory is terrible, uh, I can remember loads of things about Zool, but can I remember um, <laughs> who played for Chelsea this season? No, no, I can't. <laughs> it was uh, so I like obviously I'm a Rambo devotee, but I, I, I didn't listen for a week, so I had mm. them all for my long flights mm. and just listening to them playing the game. When you know the answer, you're just sitting there like, oh, it's very sake, frustrating. Like, screaming yeah. at the top of your voice. <laughs> um, but it's great fun. You can follow myself at Jordan Midler, Chris at Scully1888, Pete at Pete Donaldson. We would like to thank the great Grant Kirkhope for the VGC podcast theme. Nintendo, that's how you fucking credit someone. <laughs> Say goodbye, Chris. <laughs> goodbye, Chris. Say goodbye, Pete. Goodbye, everyone. We will see you next week with a very special guest. Is, is next week a very special guest? Yes, a very special guest. <laughs> every week's a special every guest. Week's a very, every week's a very special guest. I'm a very special guest. Blessing was a very yes. special guest last week. Good God. <laughs> yeah, but but blessing, but blessings like blessing like hosted something at like D twenty three. He's mega famous. Yeah, like, of course he is. You're you you're, a, you're a noted alco- you're a noted alcoholic. There's, <laughs> there's a bit of a difference. Oh lord, hey, I'm, the only one, I'm the only one drinking water. I'm, I'm going to let you back out. John's having a monster energy drink. Chris is drinking iron brew. I'm healthy. I'm, I'm healthy, guys. <laughs> Mate, this is a this is a this is a monster reserve. It's got like five oh, yeah, percent oh, oh. from I'll the cellar, sir. I'll have you know it's a sugar free eyebrow extra. So. Oh, exactly. So you've goosed yourself this, all these days. <laughs> this anti-Scottish agenda will be reset. Oh, because sharp about your ne- cremola form, sharp. <laughs> next week's guest is a very special Scottish guest. Until then, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. VGC, a video games podcast, is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.